Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We have plenty IndyCar to talk about. Frenchie, I have to ask first, how are you feeling? Are I'm you, feeling Are feeling you recovered? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm getting there. We're on day three, and I, I'm still like, I'm about like 90% back, back to normal. You don't have that much longer before Nashville. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. I am not going to be partying in Nashville, like I did after the Gallagher Grand Prix, because I I won't survive ninety four degree Nashville heat. But that is the nice thing about having a race on a Saturday. You can kind of just unwind for a little bit. And I you know, shout out to Stig and Jack Benyon for hanging out. You should have stayed and played pool with us. We ran the pool table at some ungodly hour in the morning, even though it was a it was a long night. I'm curious though, Frenchie, on on the topic of last weekend. You know, from somebody who, you know, this is you've you've been to a few races this year. From like a covering it perspective, how is it kind of weird being at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but not for the Indy 500? Like, there's you know a third of the people there. The media center is much more spacious and and quiet. And so, what was your what was your take on? kind of your experience this weekend i am not a big crowd person generally unless i'm at a concert then i kind of have to accept it but so i i have to say i kind of like it feeling a little bit more empty and spaced out it's kind of nice to just be able to walk around a bit more but it was weird to see in person the cars going the wrong way (laughs) down the front straight yeah you're like wait wait hold on all right, so you know IndyCar, you know, does the road course within the oval? Obviously, it's not the first time. There's other, you know, I, I think it was IROC did the Iowa road course years ago. If you could put a decent road course inside of another oval and have IndyCar do like both in one year, where would it be? Inside the oval, um. I think it would be cool to go to Michigan because it's another two okay. and a half mile speedway yeah. and you could probably put something pretty big in there. I'm I'm really glad and I'm sure we'll get plenty of comments about this saying like Daytona or Charlotte or you know something that's kind of in use in both ways already but Michigan would be super fun. I I I'm I'm with you on that one. I would say Chicagoland because I it's not a you know two and a half miler or 
two mile. We said a mile and a half, but if you could find a way to squeeze a, a road course in there, that'd be pretty cool. And you could even make it like, okay, so you have whatever weekend NASCAR does there, Chicago street course, you could have, you know, Chicago street course and then the IndyCar race in, in one weekend, kind of like the, I don't know. You could make like Chicago, like a big festival weekend sort of thing. That would be really cool. But all right, let's let's talk and we'll dive into the race. We've got a race to review real quick, preview Nashville, and and then we actually get a week off. I don't know about you, I'm super pumped to get a week off. But the only retirements, Simon Pagano made it 34 laps. Looked like he ran out of fuel. I don't know if there was an, uh, a power issue of sorts or whatever. Colton Herta didn't make it much farther after leading 17 laps. He had some sort of gearbox issue. Uh, couldn't get the car into gear, which was unfortunate because he probably would have won the race. How many failures is that this season for him so far? Too too many, man. Too, that team is just there shooting themselves in the foot left and right. Yeah, I think it might be his third like mechanical issue at least on the season. Yeah, not to mention pit stop issues and steering wheel changes and and all this other crap. But, you know, huge congrats to Alex Rossi for breaking a 49-race win, winless drought. Christian Lungard with his first career podium, which is even very cool. You know, he got he got all four wheels and an engine through 85 laps <laughs> and you know, did really well. Seems to really like the road course there and, and power ra- rounded out the... Uh, the podium, but what? also Will Power out. was on the podium at at the India Road Course. Crazy! Oh my gosh, I never would have bet on that. No, never, never bet money on Will Power. Although, to be fair, anytime I've ever predicted Will Power in anything, either on the show or fantasy IndyCar, it never goes well. So, if you notice, guys, I have not picked Will Power maybe more than once this year, and he's second in no leading the championship now. He's up by nine. Yeah. yeah. And Joseph Newgarden with a uh, a nice recovery, finished fifth after not feeling well from Iowa, so good to see that. Ferrucci and his spelling miscues were kept on the sideline for the Xfinity race. There's not a ton that happened. It was, I don't know, it wasn't, listen, I don't think this race is all that exciting, but it was a, there, there was a lot going on. I don't think it necessarily was like the, the best race ever, but... Again, I talk. I keep talking about McLaren needing to capitalize on weekends where maybe they don't have a winning car, and Pato Warden twelfth not helping his championship odds. And I, I, I don't know if it was him or the the team or what, but they were fighting a car that wouldn't turn from the moment practice started. He qualified well, but then faded back. You know, Felix Rosenquist qualified on pole and then dropped back and faded and finished ninth. So, I don't know. Can you can you say Pato is still in the championship hunt, or are you? I think he's what forty five back, maybe fifty back. He's border exactly. He's, yeah, he's he's borderline technically in the championship hunt. He's got three hundred and eighty five points to Will Powers four thirty one. So seventy back, seventy five. Folks, we don't do math here. <laughs> no, I think that's only Francis. about fifty something. Okay, thirty one minus three eighty five is forty six. Okay, I think I was. I think that's what I first said, and then I started doubting myself. 
So I think he's like borderline there. I think come ga- after Gateway, and we have this, the the two West Coast races, you'll have a clear idea of the handful of guys that are left for the championship. But I think anybody after like sixth right now, if you're more than seventy points back, you're definitely. I don't say definitely because you're mathematically alive, but you're probably not in the championship hunt. They have a good street course setup, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Pato do well at Nashville and maybe put himself closer into the championship points standings. We, yeah, and I'll ask this question later, so don't don't let me ignore it for now. But I do want to talk about, I, I think kind of the main takeaway for me from from this race, other than you know, the championship implications is Marcus Erickson salvaging a P11 after having an engine issue and qualifying and starting dead last. He said he wanted to get in top 10. He finished 11th. It's probably, you know, on a, on a course where there's not necessarily a ton of passing, pretty good. The other thing is when Colton Herta lost gear, he was kind of coasting, stopped right, in, right before pit in. We never really got a yellow flag. They just sent all these crew guys out there to wheel in the car. And I, I get it. It's like semi-consistent with what IndyCar is doing for the most part this year. But I feel like if you're if your car stopped anywhere like that on track, it's got to be a yellow flag. There has been too many instances over the years of safety workers or drivers or team personnel getting injured or hurt like, you know, somebody coming into the pits and doesn't see Herta there and accidentally hits somebody, something happens and a crew member falls and gets hurt and is now stuck on the track or, you know, whatever. I just think was was definitely the wrong move there. It's really not good. We need to throw a yellow flag in that instance. I'm all for the pit staying open to let guys cycle through, and I think that's what's happened when, when Pagano pit. But in this case, when the car is like clearly somewhere on track where cars might go, you know, they might duck down because they say, oh, herd is going to stall. Suck down pit lane. Oh, wait, we can't. And now we've created this bottleneck. And I just, I don't think that was the safest thing to do. I'm trying to think of how it was different than mid-Ohio when Kyle Kirkwood went off and why, because I didn't feel the same about that as I do for this one. I'm with you on this, but. That was still similar instance. I guess you could say Kirkwood wasn't physically on the track and heard a what, like, who was. He was not on grass or runoff or anything. So, I don't know. I guess I'm look. I'm just looking for differences because that's what you were you were saying. But yeah, yeah, I don't agree with this one. I don't think this was the right call. I hope. I mean, I hope it just doesn't happen, so we don't have to worry about it. But it's not a. I, I don't like it. It, it I just want them to call yellows. I mean, I, I think it's kind of not fake, but it's just kind of ridiculous that you leave the pits open for everyone to cycle through. And the I mean, the purpose of a yellow is right for someone's safety most of the time. So treat it for what it is. And maybe right. that, that's the way you don't have to have any loopholes. I'm sorry. We'll screw someone's race. It'll piss me off at some point that, you know, my driver was had just passed pit lane and can't get in the pits now but you know that's just kind of the randomness of the way these things work yes i and i get it you know it's tough when half the field gets flipped because of the pits being closed or whatever but 
And this isn't like some like phantom debris caution or, or you know, right. we're not throwing a caution just to spice things up. This, you know, we're not adding stages. I just think yeah. in that instance, you need to throw a yellow. Is there any? Is there really anything else from the race other than? Go ahead. I had two things. It's just we yeah. saw both Roman Grosjean and Connor Daly kind of ruin their races by stalling in pit lane. Oh yeah, Connor. Yeah, Connor qualified tenth and was doing well, and then absolutely ruined his race because they took. It seemed like they took forever to get the starter out. Yeah, Connor. You could tell he kind of rolled forward a little bit after he stalled, and the team. Yeah, it just it's just hard to get a heavy car back to pit lane. Roman at least didn't get as far. I mean, it still ruined his race, but yeah, you know, it didn't seem like it took as long. I guess is what I'm getting at there. Are we? Surprise! Are we surprised that we see that as often as we do? I feel like I, I don't remember no. seeing it as often in previous seasons of guys like stalling. Maybe, maybe I just don't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, my memory is is fuzzy, but I feel like this isn't an uncommon thing. You know, you don't see usually you don't see multiple guys within yeah. like a pit stop sequence or so do it. And I think that was the thing is they. They weren't too far off each other from when they were pitting, but definitely, you know, you definitely don't see it too often with, you know, kind of right around the same pit sequence there. But, oh, well, you know, whatever. It was still a fun weekend. Good to see a lot of people at the track, and I didn't watch more than 10 laps of the Xfinity race. And from what I hear, NASCAR was a hot mess disaster so i don't know i don't i don't have anything to add there but it was very interesting to sit through or take part in the nascar bullpen yeah they are very different experiences than the indycar bullpen <laughs> and the i thought i would guard <laughs> yeah exactly i thought i would talk about that before do we have any news do we have any news to get to or is it just straight into nashville the only news is that Renus is now able to talk to other teams because we're past yeah. August 1st, and that I think that's it, pretty much. Yeah, and disclaimer, Alex Pillow says he's still driving for McLaren in 2023. We're probably not going to dive into it. Maybe next week, maybe the week after when we have a little bit more free time. Mm-hmm. Just because things are in court now, there's not a whole lot to report other than what's already been discussed by us in previous weeks. But if I had advice for Alex right now, it would be, or if I was Alex's lawyer, it would be stop answering questions from people like us. Like, I, just I, just stop. I heard something really interesting. I think it yeah. was on Trackside with Kevin Lee. He said something about he guesses that Ganassi is, like, forcing Polo to just attend all the media stuff, almost as punishment. <laughs> and so he has to be there, and he's, you know, being as polite as he can. But I would really doubt, like you're saying, that his lawyers would advise him to do this, or he's a smart guy. So we think that I don't think he would just be going voluntarily to the media sessions knowing he's going to get these questions. I think that's the team kind of <laughs> screwing him over a little bit, I saying our, the rest of our drivers aren't going to go. We're just going to send you because... Let's get you out of here. I just wish they would say, or his lawyers or management would say, hey, it's fine. You know, if that's what they're going to make you do, you, you can't say no. Otherwise, you're in breach of the contract. But just say no comment. Yeah. Don't, don't, give, don't give Ganassi and don't give us 
more things to talk about like we're talking about right now. And, yeah, we'll leave it there. Obviously, Oscar Piastri has taken a page out of Alex Pelot's social media game today. We'll talk about that in the F1 episode, but what the hell is going on this silly season? It is truly exhausting. I, I'm I'm actually tired from just, like, keeping up with all of this open-wheel news. Anyway, back to the NASCAR bullpen. So in the NASCAR bullpen, IndyCar does a really good job about putting it somewhere where, for the most part, fans can't get in your way or join <laughs> you in the recording. Shove their camera. Yeah. <laughs> shove, your ca- shove their camera next to your face or something like that. <laughs> and not every track is perfect. Uh, you know, sometimes it's outdoors and fans are going, Roman, when you're trying to talk to, to Grosjean behind you, which is super annoying. But for the most part, it's not bad. And IndyCar fans, Most people know to be respectful. Yeah, yeah. IndyCar fans, 99% of them are very respectful and see that you have a microphone and you're, you're trying to do something and whatnot. At NASCAR, not so much. We were <laughs> stuck in Gasoline Alley in a really awkward spot right at the entrance to the garage area, which yeah, I was like, yeah, this isn't ideal, but all right, whatever. There was one guy who, and I'm not going to name names, kept... Every time I would go to a different driver, would literally physically like hip check me out of the way to make room for himself. And I'm like, dude, there was there was another woman who asked me, I oh, God, I forget who I was talking to. She's like, hey, can you turn sideways so I yeah, can fit in? Yeah, I remember there? who that was. Yeah. yeah, sure. That's no problem. Common respect goes a long way. This guy is literally just shoving his gut in my side to get out of the way. And it was very not a small man either. He was definitely not, no. But, you know, the the drivers were, were you know, were, were very cool. I, I did not get to join Kyle Bush's, but I kind of overheard it. I know he can be very coarse with the media, but he gave a lot of very good answers from what I overheard. And it was very interesting to hear everybody's take on the road course versus the oval there, whether they liked it or not. Most guys want the oval back for IMS, and I, I get it because clearly they don't know how to drive the road course there, especially in turn one. But the kind of the eye-opening thing was NASCAR had a bodyguard guy who anytime a fan got close would shoo them away. Great idea. I appreciate it. But at the same time, why don't we just put it somewhere where we don't have to worry about that? That guy would probably have a less stressful day, at least in the, at 9.30 in the morning. And fans wouldn't shove their camera behind your face. Yeah, there's always going to be that guy who thinks he yeah. can do that. So if you put it somewhere where he can't access, then it's better. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like inside, hidden away from everybody. I like doing the bullpens outside. But anyway, that's that. Enough about Pillow. We'll talk about Oscar Piastri tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Like you mentioned, as of August 1st, Renus is a free agent. So let's let's touch on that real quick. Mm-hmm. You are Adrian Sussman, who has been hired to handle negotiations for VK. 
who from everything I've heard from a, a couple of sources. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. This is an incredibly smart man and will put Renus in a really good spot. So I'm going to give you two options here. Option A, you go back to ECR for a year because after next year there are a numerous amount of open seats and I think we're in for a crazy silly season again next year, maybe with a little less drama. Option B, you jump now, maybe not necessarily for the best seat out there, but you just go, you know what, let's let's try for that Ganassi seat or let's try for the 10 car I'm, I'm referring to. Or let's let's try for something else and get a, a change of pace and and fight for more wins. Which do you, which which option do you go with? Other than the Ganassi seat, I don't see where else he would go that's better than Ed Carpenter. So I would maybe that's why I'm not a uh, motorsports manager, but I would stay on the safe side and say, hey, you've gotten pretty solid results at Ed Carpenter. Let's stay here for a year and watch what opens up. You're 21 years old. We got plenty of time. There's never plenty of time in motorsports. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And I kind of agree with you, but I'm glad you went with that one because I was hoping you didn't pick the other one. You are 21. Yes, young, plenty of time. Time is not guaranteed in racing. But you're in a spot where you could capitalize on the 10 seat. I know you're maybe option B for Ganassi, but definitely an option. What happens if you have a horrible... 2023 like nothing goes your way you don't get any top tens you stall in pit lane every week obviously i'm like semi-exaggerating right now and now you know will power is a free agent uh, scott dixon retires hypothetical i don't know felix rosenquist if he's at mclaren indycar next year as a free agent and everybody now these big teams are looking at you like mm, you're not really all that appealing now so maybe now is the time to capitalize on the fact that you are an appealing option and take advantage of that. That's not, I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer between the two. I think either is good for VK. I, that's just my opinion. I think there's a large enough sample size and he came up through the road to Indy where drivers or team owners know who he is and what kind of talent he's got. So I don't think one terrible season would tank his career. I think, I think he's safe to, hopefully keep progressing at ECR because I mean, Joseph was there for many years and didn't necessarily have amazing results, but we all sort of knew what was going to happen after he left and got a really good equipment. I think the big difference is Joseph was much more consistent up front than yeah. BK was. Yeah. Not to true. compare them, but all right. I think it's time for Nashville. I don't have any other non-racing racing stuff to get to. 
But uh, we definitely will be hitting up some barbecue this weekend. Uh, Co-host David Malukas will be joining us one of those nights. So yay, barbecue. I think I've got the spot picked out. But but I'm not going to tell people where that is because I don't want (laughs) creepers creepers like Cody Bray to show up. I don't think he's even going to Nashville. That's the point. That's why I picked Cody Bray in that one. Oh, okay. Uh, There are some changes to the track. We talked about this a couple months ago when it was first talked about, but talking about it again, restart the the start of the race and the restarts have been moved from, you know, between turn 11 and turn one, like right in front of the stadium where it was last year uh, to the long straight exiting the veterans bridge that feeds into turn nine. So, you know, that's good. I think that will alleviate some of the, ridiculous mayhem like Erickson flying over Bourdais last year. So I'm very excited about that. Similar to like Mid-Ohio for the start of the race. Uh, Otherwise, the bump in turn five that was sending cars kind of airborne was significantly repaved. The very wide turn nine area was actually narrowed to add more hospitality suites. And the... Formerly super narrow turn 11 was widened by six feet at the apex to allow a little bit more room there. The transitions on and off the bridge have been paved and smoothed over so that there's no issues with that as well. So that's good. I think this is going to be, again, one of those things that until we actually see the track in person this weekend, it'll be hard to comment too much on like, Will these changes be enough, or are they the right changes? That back, uh, let me let me look at what turn turn numbers this is here. Kind of like uh, fourteen, or I'm sorry, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know that that back section. I wish that was just a little bit wider still, because essentially nothing's going to happen there other than somebody hitting the wall by mistake after going down the bridge. But I mean, maybe that's that's not important. That's just me kind of nitpicking at this point. So it's going to be hot again. It's not not going to be like 97 degrees like it was last year when when I was down there. It's going to be like like 88 or low 90s or something like that. That's that's still pretty hot. The rain has disappeared from the forecast, which makes us very happy. But let me think. Is there anything else? Oh, before we before we continue on, we forgot. Do you have the IMS predictions? Yes, I do. All right, so we'll do IMS predictions, then we'll make our Nashville predictions, and I will double-check that we didn't miss any notes I wrote down. Okay, so in DGP picks, I actually beat you this week because I picked Power, who finished third, Felix was ninth, and then Renus, who finished sixth for an average finish of sixth. And then you had Award, who finished 12th, Erickson, who finished 11th, and Grosjean, who finished 16th, so you had 13th. So I actually... I smoked you this week. Yeah. All right, fair. But you you still have the best finish so far. What was it, like four point something? 4.3, yeah. Yeah, so oh, before, that. before we get to Nashville predictions, props to Peretta Autosport, who got a oh, yeah. sponsor for the weekend in Acumatica. They are some sort of software company, cloud-based software. I'm not going to try to learn about it in like three minutes here, but... They do a lot of diversity and, and inclusion in their business. So, you know, great partner for Pareto. Hopefully that can lead to 
even more stuff next year with the team and excited to see Simona back at the track and that team back at the track as a whole. And Beth Peretta is everywhere. She's literally been at every race in between the races that they haven't taken part in. So she's definitely kicking ass and, and trying to do as much as she can to, to get that team ready for 2023. Now, with that being said, it is time for predictions. And I think we're going to throw a wild card prediction in there because it is Nashville. Over under, let me let me pull up how many laps this race is because I don't remember right now. Does it does it not say? It's got to say somewhere on here, right? Uh, I would hope so. I'm on. Come on, IndyCar app, give me something here. It doesn't have how many laps the race is. I'm What's, looking. This is so annoying. This is what happens when you think of like. Uh, I think it's 80 laps. Okay. So let's just say it's 80. How many of the 80 laps will be run under caution this year? And I'm going to set. Oh, that the... might have been last year that was 80 laps. I, so I assume it would be the same. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Let's, let's, let's just throw it out there. Over under is going to be set at 13 and a half caution laps this weekend during the race. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? I'll take the over. Okay. I guess I have no choice but to take the under. And Unfortunately. I don't want to, but I think this is going to be mayhem again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair. I feel like this year when, when practices have been mayhem, you know, there's like four or five cars spinning, you get to the race and the race is like super clean. And when practice is super clean, the race is mayhem. So let's see if that's an indication this weekend because practice for Nashville last year, like Jimmy, Jimmy wrecked. And I think one other guy like brushed the wall, but it was relatively clean. Or Jimmy Wright in qualifying, maybe I forget. Anyway, Jimmy Wright at some point throughout the weekend last year, right after he said, "I need to feel what it's like to wreck one of these cars," <laughs> and then he and then he did. So whoops. Pulling up the IndyCar standings again, we'll do two in the top twelve, one outside of the top twelve. Since I lost, I'm going first, and I'm taking Pato Award. All right. In that case, I think I'm going to go with McLaughlin. Okay. I will take Colton Herta. Damn. That was one of my potential picks because <laughs> I think he's going to redeem himself. His luck can't yeah. be bad all season. Yeah. Well. Um, let's see. Then I'm going to take... You know what? I'm going to take Mr. Malukas because okay. they've looked good on street courses. Yeah. I will take driver who just signed a multi-year contract extension with his team in Kalamilot, which I guess we didn't talk about earlier in the episode. Kalamilot signed a multi-year extension with Yunkos. Great to see that team solidly have a plan for the future and, and not disappearing or anything like that. So super cool. And that was my last pick. Oh, yeah. And my last pick is Felix, then. Yeah. Yeah. Is Felix outside the top 12? Oh, you took Malukas. I took took Malukas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Nashville this weekend. If you guys are at the track, which I know quite a few of you will be, come say hi. It takes a long time to walk around there, so stay hydrated and wear sunscreen and whatever else your parents typically would tell you to do, I'm going to tell you to do right now. 
the media center is like 16 miles from the track under the stadium so if you want to say hi please give me some notice because it takes me a long time to get outside uh and there's a bunch of concerts this weekend the super jack tim mcgraw is playing this weekend along with a bunch of other bands i've never heard of so i'm not going to pretend like one of them is called like cheat code or something like that i don't know what kind of music they play i think I think I read like EDM or something like that. Yeah, so I think so. It should be a really cool weekend. We'll be out and about in Nashville at least one night with some PLP listeners and whatnot. And yeah, I'll be down by Thursday evening at some point. Frenchie, I'm glad to have you at the track again this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to I've never been to Nashville. So oh. although we're not really going to get to explore it that much, I'm still kind of looking forward to getting down there and We'll, we'll try. As long, if, as long as we're not like completely drained Saturday after the day, we'll uh, we'll see what we can make happen. But oh, anyway, you know who Aaron Lewis is? He's the singer from Stained, I think. Yes, he's there. Yeah, he's performing on Friday night. Oh, yay! And then he's completely insane now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> to Cass. Cassie's the only one who will get that reference, but. He is Brantley a, Gilbert, like, I've heard of. He's a country artist performing on Sunday. Oh, totally. Totally know him. I, d- I don't see anything about cheat codes, but maybe looking at something else. Yeah, who knows? I could be looking at the wrong, wrong this weekend. It's a packed weekend because yeah. we have – there's Trans Am racing there. Okay, that's fun. That'll be cool. And then there's Vintage Indy and Stadium Super Trucks are there. Yes, I still hope they put that jump on the bridge this year. I know last year they told us – uh, we can't do it because of insurance purposes, but, I mean, just put some floaties on the truck. What could go wrong? <laughs> we we also have Indy Lights back this weekend. Indy Lights should be awesome. We should have Kiffin Simpson on the show this weekend. Cool. I think, as long as I can remember to get it scheduled. And, yeah, let's wrap it up there. Everybody, Nashville is this weekend. There's no F1 because they're on summer break, so you have no reason to not tune in this weekend. Everybody have a lovely, lovely weekend of racing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.